Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, and I'm a writer, reality competition TV fanatic, and a 100% faithful. Promise. The Trader is a deep dive into each episode of the betrayal-ridden, backstabbing TV show The Traitors, beginning with the most recent US version of the show, streaming now on Peacock and BBC. I had a brilliant chat with today's guest, and this will be the longest episode of the podcast so far, so let's get right into an update on all the latest Traitor updates and TT news. Firstly, while there was already a Traitors card game, at least here in the UK, All three Media International, which is a big TV and film production group, are working on a full board game based on the show. Jane Sharp, the the Vice President of Commercial Licensing at All Three Media, said, The Traitors has continued to prove its impressive fan base in the UK, ranking as one of BBC's top-rated shows of last year. We have every confidence that this board game will be a sellout success as soon as it hits shelves later this year and are so excited to see both the Traitors' dedicated fan base and those new to the game experience the tension, paranoia and adrenaline of the game show in their own homes. Although it's been produced in the UK, thanks to the wonders of eBay and other internet companies, I'm sure you will be able to get your hands on a copy all over the place. Now, for some international news, the Traitors Australia posted a video to social media of host Roger Corser, who I am slightly in love with, inviting applications for season two down under. This has been causing quite a buzz in social media, and it's a pretty promising sign for the UK and the US. In fact, applications seem to be open online for the UK Traitors on Studio Lambert's website. Now, it's not clear if this is a leftover from season one, 
since it uses what looks like a sort of prototype logo or it's different branding from what we've actually seen on TV. But it seems odd that they wouldn't have closed this application page. So if you want to be a faithful or a traitor in the next series, check out the Studio Lambert website. A final UK nugget of news. Several contestants from the UK version of the Traitors, including Ivan and Maddie, took part in an online Traitors-like game called Among Us, which a lot of you will know, via the streaming platform Twitch. Among Us has been a huge hit. It's an online multiplayer social deduction game involving secret imposters, this game's version of Traitors, who are tasked with sabotaging tasks and killing off crewmates, or faithfuls. The platform Twitch, which is primarily a gaming site, has a huge user base, so it's quite likely we'll see more events like this with Traitors contestants taking part in online games. I would check it out, and you can always play Among Us with a group of friends if you like this idea. A little update on episodes 1 and 2 here. I just wanted to include an apology because I was using the wrong pronouns for Andy. Andy's pronouns are they, them, which I only discovered as I was watching the Traitors US and the episodes went on and I heard other contestants addressing Andy that way. So I just wanted to highlight that I got that wrong, it wasn't a deliberate misgendering and I'll make sure I get that right from here on in. Another sort of update on my episode 2 theory, which I was very smug about. I reckoned I'd been a traitor's genius and figured out that the last person to enter breakfast was always surely a faithful and that players could figure this out. Now, I am correct about that, but I was definitely not the only person to spot this. In fact, it's actually all over social media and I even found a blog about it, so I've been taken down a peg or two. Oh well. So, I just mentioned news of a traitor's board game in TT News, which leads nicely onto today's guest, who will no doubt be very interested in that. Without further ado, let's meet them. My guest, this episode on The Trader is Andy Rutherford. Andy is a board games expert, occasional podcaster, and now a hardcore Traitors fan. When he's not rolling D20s, he works in insurance and is studying creative writing at uni. Andy, welcome to The Trader. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited about doing this. Oh, very excited to have you here to talk about episode three. Now, Andy, I wanted to ask you a bit about creative writing. Uh, I'm a writer as well. I I think that people who are writers or who are creatively minded do tend to like board games and mysteries and and games like The Traitor. Um, Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think for me, it's very much... I'm very... uh, I'm quite creative myself. So when I'm playing a board game, I almost see myself in that setting so if i'm playing there's a board game called nemesis which is an offshoot it's a sort of like a rip-off of uh, alien it's fantastic and i actually <laughs> feel like i'm there and i can imagine the smoke sort of coming out the pipes and things and when i'm playing other games like social deduction games which i really enjoy i'm like i'm imagining that i'm actually in that setting and i feel like that story that you're creating just for yourself yeah. i think that plays quite a lot into the into the writing aspect of things because you're 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 naturally creative and you think a lot with images in your mind and I see a lot of that when I'm playing board games and that's almost like it's almost like watching a film for me when I'm playing board games because I'm picturing that while I'm playing yeah with a lot of 
uh, board games and tabletop games there's an element of storytelling and you know things like pathfinder and dungeons and dragons you know as as a creative process itself yeah uh, so so it makes sense that that writers would would you know enjoy that kind of thing i'm also very aware that a few minutes ago i called it the traitor as if i don't know the name of the program that i'm doing a <laughs> podcast about i do know it's called the traitors not the traitor so i, I did recognize that uh <laughs> andy do you have a favorite board game Yes, uh, favorite board game is. It sounds a bit sinister, but it's not. It's Secret Hitler, which is a social deduction game. Yeah, uh, very similar to the Traitors. Premise is, you have a group of people, anything from seven to ten people. Um, you all get given a secret role. There will be X amount of fascists, X amount of goodies or faithfuls, and then one of them is Hitler. The goodies don't know who Hitler or the fascists are. The fascists know who each other are, but, and they know who Hitler is, and Hitler doesn't know who their fascists are. <laughs> so throughout the round, every the if there's a president uh, picked, and then they pick a chancellor. Everyone votes for the who the chance if they are happy for the chancellor to go ahead, and then those two will pass a law. Now that law could be good or bad, and nobody knows who, what it could be. So there is red or blue laws. So the president picks up three laws, could be three blues, three reds, or one of each, or something, and then they take one of those out and pass it over to the chancellor. The chancellor enacts that law. Now, it could be a good law or a bad law. They don't actually say anything on the cards, they're just red or blue. And then after a certain amount of red laws are played, if Hitler is voted Chancellor, they win. Or if all the fasci- or if it gets to the very end of uh, the, the laws, if there's six laws voted in, Hitler wins. Or if the uh, Liberals get five votes in, then the Liberals win. So it's very much... Uh, it's a, there's a lot of shouting at each other. <laughs> it is very, very similar to the traitors. But I think what's more interesting is is that there's a main traitor, so to speak, and they don't know who their people are. Yeah. And it's like there's ways of sort of trying to sort of get that. But it's really fun at the end when like Hitler goes, "It was me. Who are my fascists?" <laughs> <laughs> and that was really funny. He was like, "Oh, was it you?" And it's it's a fantastic game. It's uh, brilliant. It's but it's a favourite amongst myself and my family and things because it's a great uh, party game. Yeah, it sounds. I've I've heard other people mention it as well, so, and I haven't played it, so it sounds like I would really enjoy it. Maybe they should use that in schools, like in history, <laughs> to, to teach them a few things. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of board games I like that also involve lying and bluffing and making things up to trick other people. Um, Balderdash is a classic. Uh, you, you don't have to... Most of your lying in that involves writing things down. Um, there's a board game called Liar Liar that not many people seem to have heard of. Uh, and it's it's a kind of question and answer game but you have to make up fake answers to questions or pretend that wrong answers to questions are right answers. I am always terrible at it, but I really enjoy it nonetheless. And I'm always amazed at how good other people are at lying. So Andy, how did you discover the traitors? I was regularly on social media and I was scrolling through and I saw a few pictures from like the BBC Twitter page and, the, and uh, Facebook um, I didn't really pay any attention. I'm not a, actually a reality TV fan. I haven't been since like 
gosh, the early days of Big Brother. I think 2006 was the last time I watched any sort of reality TV until <laughs> December. <laughs> um, I was about to watch it on TV and then they had like a flashcard for the traitors. It wasn't like a full, full um, advert. It was literally Claudia Winkleman like on the steps of the castle with yeah. like some hooded people behind it. It said the traitors. I was like, oh, might be interesting. It was a, I think it was a Tuesday night. Never anything on a Tuesday. I thought I might watch that. So I went back in an hour later and it was a bit where they're all turning up at the train station. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just keep this on in the background. And I think BBC was so clever with how they played it by releasing the first three episodes on iPlayer. Yeah. So I think yeah. based on that first episode, I might not have tuned into the next one. I probably would have done, but I might have forgotten about it. However, they were like, you know, the next two episodes are on iPlayer. And I looked to my wife and I went, shall we watch them? And then by the end of episode three, that was it. I was just, I was, I was blown away by how much I enjoyed it. And am I right in thinking you've you've watched the entire US season in one day? <laughs> yes, 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 that's right. Yeah, okay. uh, it was. Yeah, I watched watched one episode the night before, and then yeah, from two onwards. I mean, in the space of twenty four hours, yes, we watched it all <laughs> one yeah, day. Consumed no it all. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you were if you were in the traitors, Andy, do you think you would be better as a faithful or a traitor? <sighs> It's one you think about, isn't it? And I think at first you think, oh, I'll be a good traitor. But after watching two series of it, I'm not so sure. Andy, I'm asking every guest on the podcast this. What is your biggest betrayal? Either your biggest, best, worst or funniest lie that you ever told? <laughs> so, it's one that ultimately had a, a, a nice ending. Uh, but it's one I've not ever told I've told my wife and like, a few other slept people, but the people involved don't actually know <laughs> about this. They so said it's not bad. But there used to be a, a lad who um, was at my school and he was quite badly bullied. Um, and I was always bullied myself. And I always I wasn't friends with him at all. But he always used to get bullied all the time. I felt sorry for him. Anyway, one day during cookery class, at the end of the lesson, he jumped up and banged his head on, you know, the... Um, the triangular metal things that stop the door from closing, oh, yeah, yeah. slamming shut. He banged his head on there and cut his head open quite badly. He had blood oh. pouring, pouring, pouring down his face. It was really bad. He had to get whisked away in the ambulance. And um, that was the last anyone saw of him for a couple of weeks. Skip forward to like, yeah, a couple of weeks later, and I was in a room with a load of friends, chatting away, and someone um, was talking about him. And they were like, oh, you know, and they called him like a name that they all called, which I won't say here because it's not very nice. And I went, you do know he died, don't you? <laughs> oh, no. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, he died. Because I just felt I just felt so annoyed that they were like calling him names and stuff. I just want them to feel bad. <laughs> so, but bear in mind, I was like, I was like 14 years old, by the way. Yeah. I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't do this now. Um, <laughs> but I just didn't, I didn't like it. It was like, I, I don't like that sort of people being talked about behind their backs. So I was like, right, I'll make you feel bad. My problem is, is when I tell someone a joke or something, or, you know, like a daft little thing that could be true, I forget to tell them that that's actually not the case. <laughs> and, yeah, when he turned back up at school with, like, loads of stitches in his head, bless him, um, people go, I thought you died. And he was like, no, why do people keep saying that? But <laughs> as far as I'm aware, I think, like, I don't know, I don't know, 
how bad the bullying was. But as far as I'm aware, I know the people in that room felt terrible for bullying him. Yeah. So ultimately, um, it did turn out okay in the end. Well, it was a big lie with a nice intention behind it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, we can forgive that. I, I love how you say, Andy, you said there, you don't like people talking behind other people's backs and you're here on a podcast about the, a programme called The Traitors. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe you like it when it's through the through a TV screen and it's far away. Yeah, when it's all in fun. I just, yeah, when it's just, it's when there's no real victims, that's yes. the thing. And it's yeah. like... When it's yeah. a game. Yeah. Speaking of games, it's time to introduce the Trader Traitor. Andy, our goal throughout the episode from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact. It can't be a fake opinion, like saying you don't like a contestant, but actually you do like them. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Does that sound good? It sounds brilliant. When you when I initially contacted you about coming on this podcast and you sent me the outline and I read that and I was like, that's fantastic. I really, really like that concept. Fantastic. Good. Uh, that Although, wasn't the lie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> or was it? Hmm. We'll see. But with that in mind, I think it's time to get into episode three of The Traitors US. Here we go. So, episode two ended with Brandy as the only name up for discussion amongst the traitors. However, episode three begins and Sari is now suggesting that actually killing off Brandy would not be a good idea because she thinks it would set off Kate's suspicions because Brandy and Kate get on really well. Uh, they formed a little partnership. So Sari says killing Brandy off would actually set off Kate's existing suspicions about Christian. At this point, Cody suggests Michael could be a good idea because it would completely confuse and bamboozle the others because he was such a big suspect in the previous episode. Or they bring up Bam, who's who's so far not really had much screen time, I don't think. We've, I don't feel mm. like we've gotten to know him. So he seems to be a quieter character. Um, what what do you think about this, this method of choosing someone quite sort of a, a background character? I think at this early stage, I think it's really the only thing they can do. I think in the first part of it, I think keeping those in who uh, they refer to them a lot as shields throughout this, this series. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a very clever way to a point. I think there's a point where you have to stop doing that because obviously they could then become suspicious of you. But mm-hmm. I think at the moment, I think it's a really good, it, you know, it's working out for them so far. You know, I think even at the end of this episode, Quinton's, I believe it's Quinton or it might be Kyle says, I think they're doing this to bamboozle us and it's working. Don't mean to skip to the end of the episode, but it's obviously working. I think even though they know that's what they're up to, it is confusing them and it is causing chaos. So it is it is a really interesting like the first the first sorry, the UK series they were quite sort of a bit more calculated. Whereas yeah. I think this one, they're just throwing some names out there that would cause the most confusion and it's so far it's working. So I think at the moment, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it does. It does seem to to work. It does seem to have the intended effect. So we move on to breakfast, and the players are having discussions about how they find a traitor. 
if if there is any method method for finding a traitor at all, I'm not sure there is because I don't know that a traitor does something very very specific. And Michael again is up for discussion. Of course, in the previous episode, he's re- he received a lot of votes at the round table, so the contestants are still talking about him. However, Michael then comes in and the fourth group of people Kate rolls her eyes in a very dramatic fashion which seems to become her trademark expression uh, which makes me laugh every time uh, I, I noticed that Cody just seems constantly terrified <laughs> he always looked uh, again yeah. this is the power of editing but every shot of Cody every reaction shot is Cody just looking like he wants to cry um, so I don't know if they all notice this and he just is a terrible actor uh, or or the, the editors are just giving us those little shots yeah. to, to trick us um, we get down to the last two we were either waiting for Bam or Brandy and I'm going to interject here. I think this confirms my theory from the previous episode that you can figure out who a faithful is by just waiting to see who the last person who comes in. Now, I don't know if the players would figure this out if they've never seen the show before, whilst they're on the show. Why would they yeah. have? Uh, but yes, Bam or Brandy are going to be, one of them is going to be murdered. That's who we're waiting for. And of course, in enters brandy by the way andy do you think my theory makes sense 100 <laughs> percent. it's a theory that i had myself when watching the uk traitors uh, uh but i agree with you because obviously at the time they're not going to know that because obviously they're not going to know it's for the benefit of the um the benefit of the audience but yeah. they're going to have to do something with the second series because it's it's going to be obvious because obviously you know it's they're the last two. It, I'm I'm surprised. I mean I don't know. It's one of those things. Did, did anyone think of it, or is it? It's difficult to know when you're in that situation. Yeah. Um. How. You know how how they're thinking because it yeah. might not be something they're thinking of. They're, they're probably so worried about is their mate going to walk through the door that you know they're not even thinking about that. So not it's a bit of tension that might be taken away in the last in the next series maybe unless they do something clever with it yeah. uh, but i i 100% agree i did i pointed out to my wife when we were watching uk traders i was like you know it's very obvious that that's that's the case i feel the same with um master chef bit strange <laughs> that's what reality <laughs> show i do like so i do enjoy cooking okay um, good it's not just me it's not just no me. i will just quickly as well say about the one thing I've noticed about the American version over the UK version, when they knock on the door, they nearly kick the door down. They really <laughs> hammer. I've noticed on a few episodes that people jump, you know, where it's like in the, uh, yeah. you know, you might hear a little knock and it's Meryl or something, you know, and Meryl <laughs> comes in. But on, uh, or Maddie or something, but on this one, it's like bang, bang, bang. I don't know if it's an American thing, you know, like... But uh, yeah, Ryan I've, usually comes bounding in. <laughs> yeah, I've absolutely noticed that as well. And actually, speaking of Ryan, he later on in this episode, his, <laughs> he's the most upbeat contestant I've yeah. ever seen. It's fantastic. So finally, Brandy enters at breakfast and we realise that Bam has been picked off by the traitors. We then flash back to their discussion the previous night. And they agree on Bam because of what we discussed already. They think that it will confuse the others and that Brandy was too obvious a choice. Um, they, they have a little section of Christian being interviewed here and 
he's he's really upset. He's crying yeah. because he was close to Bam and he feels absolutely terrible. It's <clears throat> tough to see the extremes that they that they're yeah. going to 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 play the game. But I guess you you don't have a choice if you want to win. This is the kind of thing you have to do. It's it's, it's yeah it's. It's quite good to see. I, it's, I say good to see, but like one thing I have loved about both series of trailers that I've seen is how much there was a lot of people complaining about it. But for me personally, because uh, obviously men and mental health and everything, you know, men aren't sensitive enough. I think it is quite nice to see men like being upset that their friends are going, or yeah. upset that someone's, you know, you know, talking to them in a certain way. And I, th- I feel like they're fully valid in their emotions, and I find that quite refreshing to see in like in, I was going to say 2022 in, I suppose it was 2022 <laughs> um, it's really refreshing to see men wear their hearts on their sleeves and not be a, not be afraid and not even be afraid about who they're sh- doing that in front of I will also say as well I don't know if you know this but on the part where S- S- Siri is writing the name on the on the order the, the, the death note or whatever yeah, yeah. um it's her hand that's actually used in the UK promo shots. So when you uh, actually watch it, I, th- I believe in this episode, it's when she's writing that down. That's actually the point that they use for UK. Um, so I believe that one was actually filmed before the UK version. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I thought that was really a little nerd thing I noticed there. <laughs> that's very cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So... I suppose it's a bit of a shame that we don't get to know some of the players at all. Characters who are, well, not characters, they are real people. People who are picked off really early on, like like Bam and Reza, we we don't really get much of a sense of them. It's a shame for them to go Mm. so early, but I guess that's just the nature of the game and there's no way around that. Unless, this is not a spoiler, uh, unless they come back for some reason later on, uh, I guess they could do that. Yeah, I I quite liked Reza. I, I really liked the way he was, you know, taking the the first task like by both horns. You know, yeah. he was. Re- I've and like you know, I, I didn't understand why because I mean, him and Michael did have a bit of a coming together. Like it wasn't a huge like, argument, but I could see why. Um, oh, what was she called? Geraldine. I couldn't remember because of how her name was spelled in so many million different ways. <laughs> uh, Geraldine. Um, she. You know, was you know she was she was right. There was a bit of friction there, so that's why I felt sorry for her because I was like, there was a bit of friction. Maybe in the heat of something, you might not realise that there's friction. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen more from him because he did seem like he would have been a good contestant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I guess it just shows sometimes if you stand out too much in the game, you yeah. put a target on your back. So after breakfast, we see different groups discussing things around the house, and. Kate brings some suspicions on herself because she very loudly predicted that Bam wouldn't arrive for breakfast and then he didn't. I don't know why she would do that if she was a traitor, but it makes some of the others question her. Kate is still out for Michael at this point. She is convinced he's a traitor uh, and has no fear in telling everybody this, especially since he was gunning for Geraldine so hard and then, of course, Geraldine was a faithful and off she went. So, you know, Kate, Kate's not forgetting this. She will not let it go. Of course, we then cut to Christian being interviewed and he says, this is great. He's loving it. He loves when someone else is, is the target. Again, it's this idea of a shield um, for the traitors. That's that's what they need. They need someone else to, to be picked up on and for everybody to be suspicious about them. However, 
After Christian being very excited about this, Kate very swiftly turns on him saying, you're next. So actually, you know, she's wrong about Michael, but she might have something right about Christian, <laughs> which is a little bit of a surprise for him. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. After this, we move on to our mission for this episode. It's the bell ringing mission. And and we we see this uh, strange like groundskeeper Willy character. We've got groundskeeper Fergus. Who, who is it? And I, I mean, I'm right in thinking he was not in the UK series. There was not this weird uh, extra no. like sidekick for the host. No. So groundskeeper Fergus is here, um, in in the church, uh, hanging about doing stuff for Alan. Apparently, he was he's not even an actor. He was just a cameraman that they thought looked quite Scottish <laughs> because he's got a beard really? and ginger hair. So they just kind of like asked him. I guess they needed someone to to help do the task. It tasks was a very strange. Like I don't know why he wasn't included in the UK version. I don't know if they just <laughs> felt it didn't work. I did thought it was, think it was very American sort of humor to have him in. I don't think that's having that pretend character. I don't know. So he had like the Crystal Maze, and that was very similar to sort of that idea of real characters living in uh, in like a place. I don't yeah. know, but um, I mean, so for funny. me, I could take him or leave him. That that's funny. You mentioned the Crystal Maze. I was going to bring this up in another episode, but I wrote down that exact thing. That it it really reminded me. Oh, Alan coming reminds me a little bit of Richard O'Brien. Anyone who's not in the UK will have no idea what I'm talking about. But there was a there was a game show in the '90s, The Crystal Maze, hosted by Richard O'Brien um, for most of it. And and he, there was this character he would run around with a group of people competing challenges and missions. And he would there was this actress playing Mumsy, and it Mumsy, would be this, yeah. this character that he would talk to. <laughs> and yeah, in one of the episodes, Fergus suddenly reminded me of Mumsy from the Crystal Maze. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, totally can see that. So in our bell ringing mission, Alan tells the players to split into ears and music makers. And at this point, Kyle seems to take charge, um, which is probably needed. They need someone to help sort them out. But again, as, as soon as anyone does anything like this, like uh, elects themselves as a kind of leader, my instinct is you're drawing attention to yourself and maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, Andy, do you think you would, would you be better as an ear listening to the music or would you be better as one of the, the bell ringers? It's difficult to say because... Oh, it's really difficult. Because the thing is, it's like when... Because when I was younger, I used to um, sing in the choir at church and I got 
picked out quite quickly for being completely tone deaf. <laughs> so I don't know. I I feel like I'd be better ringing the bell because you're just following instructions. I wouldn't have guessed. I probably would have got old land sign. Kyle also says at this point that all of Scotland is musty and cold. And Kyle, you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of this task in general? Uh, do, do we like this mission? I'll be honest. I actually there was a lot of. Um, Parts where people said they didn't like the missions in the UK version. As someone who's like seen obviously both all the way through, I actually found the US versions to be more fun to watch. I found them more entertaining. I felt like, yeah, it was just more fun. So I much more enjoyed it. I will say I love the bit where Siri gets the owl and then runs past Alan. <laughs> and then she goes, is it this one? Is it this one? So like, yes, go give it to him. Go give it to him. And I thought yeah. that really made me laugh because she just like ran past him. It's like, you've got the right answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another part that made me laugh was Brandy's complete misunderstanding of the task. <laughs> uh, there was a point when they're listening to the music uh, and someone else figures out the song and she immediately yells, what's the figurine? What's the figurine? As if they knew the figurine just from listening to the music. I think she missed out the part where you have to find the music box. Yeah. So someone else was like shouting instructions at her. Yeah. Uh, that really made me laugh as well. I found that one because they did so much better than the... Uh the UK contestants for that one. You didn't even, like... Because, obviously, Claudia helped them on that one. She was like, might want to go get... Uh, whereas with this one, um, I liked... I li- I'll be honest with you, I feel like both presenters are as good as each other, but for different reasons. I feel... I like Alan Cummings' character. I feel like I really enjoy that, and I like the, how he sort of presents himself in the show, and he's obviously playing a character, whereas Claudia Winkleman was much more down to earth and a lot more normal, yeah. sort of with the contestants. And she, you could feel she actually was very had a very like big bond with them. But Alan, he feels like he actually lives in that castle. That is his castle. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and I different. love his outfits. He he is like, nobody else could work those outfits as well as he can. There's little winks to camera in the morning when he comes down the stairs. And it's like it's just yeah, he's a, he's an absolute icon. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, you can. It, it's very clear he's an actor and he is fully playing a role, uh, and, it, yeah. and it works. It's, it's such good fun to watch. One final thing about this mission is we mentioned Ryan earlier. Ryan is absolutely buzzing to ring his bell, uh, and it's really funny because, you know, I, I knew who Ryan Lochte was before this. Is you know he's a really successful Olympian, and I always would think, oh, an athlete, they're going to take this really seriously. They're going to be hardcore. He's he's like a kid, like he's yeah. just having so much fun at the simplest things in this game. It really made me laugh. He, yeah, I love his energy. I like the first episode where he goes straight into the castle, he starts like pulling the books to see if he can find the secret room. He just missed out on the armory there, but uh, I, yeah, I love. <laughs> I, on my notes, I was watching the this rewatching this episode. I've just written love Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how his energy. It's very much how I feel like I would be in that sort of thing. It's like yeah, I've always been like yeah, I've contributed to that. I, I love doing this. I love, you know, that's my little thing there. I did that to help. Brilliant. Yeah, he's. I love his energy. Yeah, Ryan's just happy to be out of America and in a new country <laughs> in a castle playing a game. It's it's he's having the time of his life. One of my notes here is uh just says michael's accent 
clearly not real. However, I won't elaborate on that because Michael has shown interest in the podcast on Instagram and I don't want to say bad things about him, so I'll leave it there. So at the end of this mission, uh, the players win $25,000. So the total is now $75,000. Episode 3 and they've got a prize fund of $75,000. There's a lot at stake here. After the mission, we have some more discussions in the house. And we get into something really interesting that happens that becomes very important later on. Brandy and Kate, who we know are really good pals, decide it would be a good idea to write down some names on paper because they feel like they can't talk openly and there are too many people listening. This You mentioned Big Brother earlier. This really reminded me of UK Big Brother from the early 2000s, except the opposite in Big Brother... Um, what, one of the rules was that you could not have pens and paper. You weren't allowed to write anything down. And actually, you know, the disc- in Big Brother, the discussion of votes is completely discouraged. But the traitors turns Big Brother's idea on its head. Voting discussions is actively encouraged and they obviously are allowed to write things down. So uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? What, is it a good idea to write names down on paper? Um... I don't know. I think this is where some of my issues with this series lie, um, is that I'm not 100% convinced that it wasn't manufactured. Okay. Personally. I I, I love the story. I've got no problem with that. I feel like some things may have been sort of moved along because what struck strange with me was the fact that when Stephanie saw her drop the notes later on, she... She's on the other side of the table... It just seems strange that it was like her that saw it. Why not Andy or okay, someone yeah. who actually sits within that area? But um, I don't know. But, you know, if it was, uh, yeah, I just found it strange because they were saying the names out loud anyway. Um, but, you know, people like lists and it is good to have a list and, like, you know, actually look at it. So, I mean, it could have just been that. It's like, you know, something really innocent. You know, I'm not, I'm not, certainly not going to point uh, fingers at anybody. And yeah. I think Rachel actually put on. Twitter, because someone did say, "Is it was it fake?" Did you just know it was definitely real. So um, yeah, it's a really strange sort of thing to happen. I don't know. Yeah, I was a bit frustrated because I got a, a not a spoiler, but I saw that before I watched it. So I feel like I had like that in my head. I thought I was going to be something with a note later on, and apparently it's quite fake. And it was. I think I feel like I watched it with those sort of lenses on. Okay. I had no idea that this was coming, so I was, I was, well, come the end of the episode, I found it all very exciting. We now move on to the climax of the episode, the bit that we're all waiting for. We are at the round table. Uh, Quentin starts things off immediately by saying, I will speak up as a faithful. Cue classic eye roll from Kate. Before Quentin then unexpectedly turns on Kate and names her as a suspect, which is really surprising. Uh, So Kate is on his radar. The roundtable discussion then seems to turn into Kate and Brandy versus Michael and a few others thrown in. And of course, it's none of them. They're having this heated discussion about Michael and a couple of other people and they are completely wrong. Again, like Cody at breakfast... I got the impression that during during voting and the discussion at the round table, Christian is having a meltdown. Christian looks so uncomfortable. Um, did did you notice that? Yeah, he he does seem to struggle a lot, and so does Cody. And then I feel like they always cut to Siri afterwards, and she's like giving him the most evilest looks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I suppose it's something you're looking out for as uh, 
obviously knowing who people are, but I, uh, yeah, I did notice he does look quite, quite shook. Yeah. We then have this genius editing moment where right before Christian reveals who he voted for, there's this sort of blackout. And I assume it's because in the States they might have a commercial break there. I'm not sure if they do, but that's what it feels very much like. And because Christian had been so worked up, I I thought he was going to vote himself out. I thought he was going to turn (laughs) that slate over and just have his own name, probably spelt wrongly, and (laughs) say, guys, I'm a traitor. I can't do this anymore. That's really what I thought was coming. However, it's not the case at all. And in the end, the votes are six for Michael, eight for Brandy, three for Kate. Kate is absolutely livid because her pal has just been kicked out. And of course, we know that they've got it wrong again. It's a faithful... At this point, I noticed Michael is sort of happily grinning at the He's table. He's got a massive grin on his face. Yeah, I mean, Happy's still there, but doing a terrible job of clearing his name. <laughs> they all think he's a... Well, well, lots of them think he's a traitor. Um, so smiling happily when someone else got voted out is not, <laughs> is not a good look. Yeah, I find one thing really interesting as well about the voting in this series is that they're very happy to go with the crowd they always say, oh, you know, I trust everyone else and, like, I'm happy to vote because that's what everyone else is voting for. And it feels like there's very, they are very pointed attacks and less random, which means, obviously, they are sort of, I feel like they have very much, like, blinders on and don't think too much about other things. But when it's early on, it's so difficult to tell or get any sort of hints. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yes, but I just find that really interesting, the fact that they're really happy to go with that group think rather than make up their own own mind. Or not make up their own mind, but it's more like trust what the others are saying. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like they're happy to go along with other people. Definitely. Now, after the banishment of Brandy, Stephanie finds Kate's note. It, fa- it mysteriously falls from her skirt onto the chair and of course, it's you know it's amped up. It's it's we're, you know the camera zooms in on it. It's this really dramatic. Well, it was dramatic for me. It worked. I was on the edge of my seat. So Stephanie finds this note that Kate had been writing earlier with Brandy when they were talking about names, and immediately tells Siri, the best person for us for her to tell the worst person that she could have told. Um, to, you know, were, were you caught up in that moment or were you were you skeptical of it? So earlier I said about it being like sort of maybe. Uh, manufactured. I feel that would only be from Brandy and Kate's part. I don't think anyone else would be in on that. If if I were going on my theory, um, the fact that she, I just, I don't understand why they go on just because they trust someone that they're they're the trade. You know, they they can't be a traitor because I trust them. Yeah. It's always strange, and they're like so blindly happy to go and speak to anybody. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting, but. Yeah, the worst person to go to because obviously Siri's extremely clever. She's very, very, very good at playing the game. So, yeah, it's perfect, really. (laughs) From a viewer point of view, it is great. It's perfect for us. And this is pretty much where the episode ends. It's a change of the usual structure. You know, we're we're used to ending on the traitors discussing who they're going to murder. But this moment's so exciting that the episode ends here. So, overall, Andy, what are your thoughts on episode three? 
it was I really enjoyed it. This is the one that hooked me in, I think, for uh Beach Gatchi, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I feel like that's when they've all sort of settled in a bit more now. They know what the process is and it's uh I feel like watching it back the second time, I actually was able to sort of look at Kate and Brandy in a different light and actually sort of look at how they interacted with each other. And that was quite interesting. Actually, you know, you know what? That you could tell they're friends and you could actually tell that Kate was actually upset that Brandy left. Um, yeah. I loved, I loved Kate's ex, uh, Brandy's ex set. That was <laughs> <laughs> idiots. I do find it interesting how they do talk a bit after they get voted. They do sort of stand there and they sort of say more things. And I'm like, that's really interesting how they do that in, in this version. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought it was a good episode. I really enjoyed like the, the mission. I didn't feel like I wanted to fast forward through it, even the second time of watching. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I really enjoyed this episode. We've talked a little bit about it, but overall, we've our three traitors are Suri, Christian and Cody. How do you think they're doing? Well, I think they're doing really well at the moment. I don't think it's, I'm obviously trying to think about what my thoughts were when I first saw it around, because it's difficult to, as I said, I don't want to sort of give anything away. But I do think that, they are playing the game very well at the moment. There's a few things being sort of bandied about in terms of people saying it, but I feel like at the moment it's very, there's no basis on why they're having the fingers pointed on them. It's just people going, I think it's you. I think it's you. So, yeah, I think at the moment they're doing very well. You know, they're playing the games, the missions really well. Like Siri was running all over the place on that mission. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I feel like they are handling themselves very well. Just be, it's interesting to see how tactics can change over time now before we move on to our trade our trade to reveal andy you've got a couple of things to tell us about a couple of things just wanted to mention what i'm doing uh, as um i said earlier on i'm very very creative so before covid my wife and i had a little uh business where we made like arts and crafts very nerdy stuff uh, it's uh, it called what's in the box arts and uh, name obviously comes from the film seven when obviously Brad Pitt shouted like what's in the box at the end <laughs> uh, we're only on Facebook at the moment because just as things were getting going it all went obviously COVID uh, hit and um, we only managed to get to a couple of like conventions but yeah it'd be great if, if anyone does go to conventions um, keep an eye on that on that page because generally it'll be in the northeast where of England uh, where we live but hopefully if things get going a bit more, we'll be able to branch out a bit and like buy our nerdy stuff because we do like wood arts, we do birthday cards, 3D printed stuff. I've done some commissions. Um, I've like painted like a predator bust for someone, and uh, it's all 3D printed and it's all hand painted by myself and my wife. Yeah, I saw the predator bust on the Facebook page as well. It looked amazing, and and that the pumpkin was so cool. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of people posting pictures of pumpkins at Halloween time, but this was sort of next level. Level, had extra stuff in it like things parts of it painted it was really really amazing thank you <laughs> you, you, all, you mentioned your 3d printer i was going to ask about yes. that because there's a, there's a video on your facebook page as well and it's one of those yeah. videos that is like strangely mesmerizing so i just sort of sat and stared for it on a loop for a while like <laughs> any of those machines that are create slowly creating something in this really 
really fascinating way. It just had me hypnotized for quite a while. Yeah, so. is that the the with the where they build the plates going into the liquid? Yeah, yeah, that that's one? The one. yeah. I thought that's it would be. Yeah, it's really <laughs> sad. Oh, it smells horrible, and I'm I'm in my office at the moment where I work my job, and I've got my all my arts and crafts things, and it smells so bad because it's like resin, um, yeah. and it like takes a few hours to print things, and I could like. You know, I just sort of try and find things that like inspire me, and I might uh, make things on my iPad, three D model things on my iPad, and then print it off, and then paint them. And Andy, you're also raising money for a really good cause just now. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I am not the smallest of people. Um, I am quite heavy, and another thing I wanted to do in 2023 was actually get healthier. Uh, I'm not a heavy drinker at all. I'll be lying if I said it wasn't a big contributing factor to my weight because uh, I'm a big ale drinker. So as part of getting healthier for 2023, I thought first step is to quit drinking. But you want to be like, you want something to be held accountable for. So I thought the best thing to do is actually raise money for charity. And that way, it's something to give, keep me going and making sure that, you know, I am doing a good thing for it, raising a bit of money along the way. One thing I've noticed uh, locally to me recently is the increase of homeless people, especially young homeless people. It's quite surprising how before when I'd walk around where I live, there was one that would be around and that was it. And then since COVID and the more I walk around, you will see four or five and there's some very... It's, it's shocking how young some of these people are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm raising the money for it. It is a local charity, but I would really love it if uh, if people could take a look and donate. Just keep me, hopefully get me healthier. It's uh, the Cotham House Project based in Redcar, which is where I live. And basically what they do is is they uh, provide uh, emergency housing for people, but they also help people with like interview techniques and uh just things that you're not taught in schools, you know, how to fill out housing forms, how to get certain benefits and things like that. And it focuses on younger people. Because uh, I feel like, obviously, if you if you tackle the cause at the root of it, you know, when you're younger, it will give them the tools to move forward. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it's, it's horrible. And I don't carry cash around these days because not many people do. And I feel bad because I can't give people a couple of pounds here and there. So I thought, well, this is the next best thing. So... My target's five hundred pounds. Um, even if you like pound or something, or even just like a nice little message, just give me a bit of support to not drink. <laughs> that's fantastic, Andy, and that's really lovely that you, on one hand you're doing something for yourself, but then you've used that as an opportunity to give something back to other people. So I think that's that's really really generous of you. And I'll put links to what's in the box arts and Andy's just giving page in the notes for the episode. Now, there's only one thing left for us to do, Andy, and that is to finish off the Trader Traitor. Ah. Now, throughout the episode, we have, I think we've lied to one another. I, I certainly lied to you. Did you lie to me? I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know who should go first. Uh, what do you think? I'll be honest. I, I, I'm trying to wrap my brain, but I really can't. There was... Was your lie traitor related? Oh, I don't know. Should I, I give clues? I'm a, okay. I don't know. It's, like, it's difficult to say because um, there was something you said and I can't remember it now. Okay. What it was. I'll, there was something you said that. 
I'll guess your lie and then I'll come back to you. Okay. Uh, my lie was traitor related. Yes, it okay. wasn't about me. Was your lie that they used a shot of Siri's hand in the UK version of the show? No. <laughs> What? No. <laughs> no, as, as soon as you said it, I thought, no, that's not no. real. No, no. that's true. Like, I believe it's true. Uh, yeah, it's basically, if you do watch the uh, um, the promos, the TV promos for the UK Traitors, you do see a hand that looks like series writing. And, yeah. Um, right, yeah, I'm terrible was, at this true. game. As soon as you said that, <laughs> I wrote down series hand. Like, I thought, oh, that's a lie. That's, that's not, that can't be real. So, right, <laughs> I'll ask you to reveal your lie afterwards. Um, okay. Ha- any thoughts about what I lied to you about? No. I, it's, okay. I know what it is. It's, one of the, it's on the tip of my tongue because I remember you did say something. I was like, that sounds like it could be, but... <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you my lie, and then you can... I'll trust you, and you can tell me if that's what you thought it was. Okay. Uh, my lie was that groundskeeper Fergus was a cameraman that they just picked because he looked Scottish. Do you know what? You started saying that, and I was like, yeah, I did think that was true. And then, no, I didn't. I don't think I actually uh, caught that. Yay. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was it. And then I was like, actually, I don't think it is. No, I didn't think it was that at all. I actually believe that that was very, very feasible. Okay. I, I feel I feel victorious. I feel like I got one over there. Um, what was your... Why? Uh, I've never like been in a church choir. <laughs> <laughs> I am tone deaf. No. That bit's right, and I I, ha- I did do singing in perform with like when I did performing arts at college and stuff. So I have done that. Just uh, never in church. So this harvest festival counts with the school. Yeah, right. That completely, <laughs> completely passed me by. Yeah. I accepted that wholeheartedly. <laughs> didn't question it for a moment because it was so relevant. It was so relevant yeah. to the mission. I thought, oh, okay, yeah, he's remembered it was something. Difficult because, because like, um, before we started recording, I said one of the things about the lies is, is how is it going to fit naturally into the uh, into the conversation? I thought, all right, and then as I, as I said, I thought, right, I'm going to just do it now. I was going to say about the. Uh, the bells thing and just sort of go <laughs> yeah with it well obviously your 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 playing of board games in secret hitler has paid <laughs> off and you've become very deceptive uh, and very good at it well thank you so much andy for joining me on this episode of the trader it's been great to talk to you thank you so much for um letting me come on yeah it was good i just love talking about it i don't don't care who it's to but i have enjoyed it like Lisa. that's uh yeah really appreciate it I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, It was a great discussion and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Tradar. You can get in touch on Instagram at The Tradar Podcast or Twitter at The Tradar Pod or you can email at The Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. I have some more great guests lined up for future episodes, but if you'd like to come on and have a chat with me about the Traitors US, or if you know someone else who would, particularly if you have a project or social media account to promote, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, episode four is on its way shortly. Stay faithful. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.